Mike Check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Welcome to session three of Q&A with Brother Jones. Today, I'm going to answer two questions. Question number one. Can you share more about why the Kambahi River Collective believe that focusing on black women would help everyone? I've heard this echoed by modern day black feminists, but want to know more about A, why you think it might be true, and B, is it still true today as it was then? The Kambahi River Collective understood that black women faced multiple isms, whether that be racism, sexism, or classism. Therefore, if society focused on resolving the issues black women bear, we can reimagine and restructure a democracy that works for all of us. Like the collective said in their statement, if black women were free, it would mean that everyone else would have to be free since our freedom would necessitate the destruction of all systems of oppression. From their vantage point, black women's freedom would overturn the various isms that produce widespread inequality and inequity. So, if policymakers think of unlivable wages, food insecurity, or unaffordable housing with these isms in mind, everyone who's suffering from these issues are more likely to benefit when you implement policy from the bottom up. Malcolm X once said, The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. And I think his assertion is pertinent today. A good example would be Michelle Obama. Here's a woman that earned degrees from both Princeton and Harvard. She's one of the most accomplished, if not the most accomplished first lady, yet the racism and sexism she had to endure as first lady for eight years was quite revealing. There's no need to go over examples, but given Michelle Obama was disrespected in such a manner, I'm left to conclude that the black woman is still the most disrespected person in America. Question number two, what specifically is it about the NFL that creates racial bias towards black head coaches compared to the NBA, which has several black coaches? I recently wrote an essay on Medium about the NFL's racial bias towards black head coaches. I added the link to the article in the episode's description. But the answer is quite simple. The NFL isn't committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. The Rooney Rule has proven to be a failure, and I would add that it was a failure the moment it was established because the rule indirectly set up a system where black head coach candidates were being interviewed to check off a box. And if they were hired, it was normally under bad circumstances that set them up for failure, reinforcing the narrative that they can't lead teams successfully. Mike Tomlin is the exception to the rule. History has shown that you can't force wealthy white men to do something they don't want to do because they always find a loophole. On the other hand, the NBA appears to be more committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. However, you don't have to do much to look better than the NFL. Granted, there are currently 14 black head coaches in the NBA out of 30 head coaches, compared to just 2 out of 32 in the NFL. Still, the NBA has its fair share of diversity issues. Consider this. 81% of black NBA coaches have NBA playing experience, compared to just 39% of non-black head coaches. This is problematic for two reasons. Number one, these hiring practices set a higher bar for black head coaches and insinuates that they aren't suitable for the role unless they have NBA playing experience. 
Number two, for the past two decades, coaches with NBA playing experience have been decreasing. One reason for this is due to the expansion of coaching staffs, which has given more opportunities to assistant coaches without NBA playing experience. But the number of black assistant coaches have been decreasing over the years, raising two questions. Number one, why is it easier for non-black coaches without playing experience to land head coach positions compared to black coaches? And number two, why is the number of black assistant coaches decreasing following the expansion of coaching staffs? I don't have the answer, Sway, but that's something to investigate further. Nevertheless, another reason why this disparity between the NBA and NFL may exist is player empowerment. For instance, Contracts in the NBA are fully guaranteed, which possibly explains why NBA players are more vocal about social justice issues and the hiring of black head coaches. Unlike NFL players who don't have the financial security of fully guaranteed contracts. As a result, NBA team owners are likely more receptive to players' concerns than NFL team owners. Remember in 2017 when the late Houston Texans owner Bob McNair said at an NFL owners meeting that we can't have the inmates running the prison in response to players kneeling during the national anthem? I'm not saying all NFL owners share McNair's sentiment, but why was he comfortable saying such a racially insensitive remark among his peers? When there's smoke, there's fire, and NFL needs a fireman when it comes to diversifying head coaches. Okay, that concludes session three of Q&A with Brother Jones. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, five stars please, submit a glowing review, and follow me on Instagram at Take5WithBrotherJones. Lastly, DM and email your questions so I can add them to the queue. I left a link to my Instagram account and my email address in the episode description. Stay educated and make sure you keep your head on a swivel.